0: Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guest's night's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15 plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota Metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Starry, that's S T A R Y, music.net, also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you've got an extra buck or two, you you'd mind tossing in a podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Stary Music Podcast. Also, consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Lars Ulrich music business or what's left of it is obviously a very it's like a wild west now. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Stereo Music Podcast. Enjoy Welcome back to the Mark Stereo Music Podcast, episode 136. Thanks to all the folks who contributed to this podcast on patreon.com. You're looking to repair and restore receivers, turntables, consoles, cassette players, tube and solid state. Contact Dustin at Hi-Fi Revival at 651-328-0023. Coming at you on a beautiful summer day here at my folks' cabin in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. Sarah and I had a wonderful time with the Bailey family out in Colorado this last week. Horseback riding, mountain climbing, brew pubs, dispensaries, all a great time. But happy to be back in the Turtle Lake area, opening up the cabin with bass player Brian K. Johnson and, of course, Copper, the Wonder Golden, who's out fishing. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Friday, Brian K. Johnson and myself rocked out at Lucky's 13 in Plymouth, Minnesota great to see the usual cast of characters of the Stew's Warriors fan faction supporting us at our first outside patio show at Lucky's. Next time, I gotta get an umbrella up because I burned half my face and half my neck. Saturday, Brian K. Johnson, and myself, jammed at Vanelli's by the Lake in Forest Lake, Minnesota. Always a good time rocking out at Vanelli's for great friends, the Foss family, and Mike, Sweet Home Chicago slash Wagon Wheel Eggers.
1: Upcoming shows.
0: Wednesday, May 23rd, 2018, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Friday, May 25th, I'll be playing a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota from 7 to 10 p.m. Saturday, May 26th, the Mark Stary Trio featuring Brian K. Johnson, Brian ricochet Leger, and myself will be rocking out at the St. Saint Paul Saints game at CHS Field from 5.30 to 7 p.m. Sunday, Brian Johnston and myself will be jamming at the DN Campground in Balsam Lake, Wisconsin from 6 to 9 p.m.
1: Guest this week
0: is part two of three with the top five Metallica songs of all time, according to our celebrity guest panel of Billy Thomas, Matt Kirkwald, Ken Valdez, and myself, judged by Dan Fink. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, part two of the top five Metallica songs of all time. Uh, Mr. Matt Kirkwald has kind of a time constraint. We're trying to get through a couple more episodes before he's got to go. He, if you guys know, it is Monday. recording this on a Monday, and Matt does dance at the Lamplighter in Roseville on Monday evenings. I I do. And he's got the first dance at 9 p.m. on Monday. We'll all head there, of course.
2: Pineapple's the secret word, if you know what I mean.
0: Anyway, we're here at the time. We're here at the beautiful B-Dale Club in Roseville, Minnesota. We're having a great time here. um, hanging out, and we are battling over a grand prize of a working eight-track of the Nuges Cat Scratch Fever. Ken, do you mind describing that awesome album cover?
3: Looks like uh, Hetfield. Uh, <laughs> kind it does. <laughs> kind of looks a little Hetfield-esque. <laughs> yeah, via 1987. Yeah, yep. That's all. That's all I got to say about that.
0: Now, Ken, I do have your Soul Renegade record, and that album cover doesn't look anything like this one.
3: No, that was uh, <laughs> It's based on like if Hetfield didn't have skin. Because it's a skull, you see.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's some chick just scratched so, across the nudes' yeah, chest. This go. is a cool record, though. Popular? Do you know any popular tracks of your Billy? I'm
4: do I say. know any? Yeah,
0: was in your favorites on this? Oh, the title track is kind of
4: really Cat where it's Crash. at. It's yeah, it's like. you know, that's the one. Because, I mean, even, you know, the number two is Wang Dang, Sweet Poontang. We'll that, that's kind of it, like, for me on that one. And even that one, I don't know, man, every time I even hear that song title... I don't know if you've ever checked out, he has a, like, he sells hunting gear and, like, all yeah. that kind of stuff. He's got a, a dough scent, a Wang Dang Sweet dough Tang oh God. that he sells. It's a,
0: a buck scent,
4: I think, <laughs> that he sells. And so every time, I, it just reminds me of that. Every time I...
0: Oh, my God. Well, that's our grand prize here today for the Top wait. 5 Metallica Songs of All Time with our celebrity guest guest panel of Mr. Billy Thomas of Hairball, Mr. Mack... Kirkwald of Antiverse and Mr. Ken Valdez, popular blues rock around the Twin Cities and our judge this this time around, Mr. Dan Fink of the Lars Nelson Band amongst other music projects and Mr. Brian Johnson, our bass player, is getting drunk and ordering food as, as fast as his wallet will open up. Exciting last round here. Let's start right away with Mr. Billy Thomas. What is your number three Metallica song All right. Of all time
4: you know admittedly most of mine fall into about two or three records as far as my top five goes so um number three title track ride the lightning <laughs> so good because it's longer which is cool and the guitar solo man is like quintessential like what you like like you know we could rip on Lars and say whatever we can rip on Kirk too for certain reasons but uh but there's but what's good about him is everything in that song the solo is like a solo section that goes places and he does lyrical he plays lyrically over like he's going somewhere with the solo it's not a a wank thing it's like it's an expressive solo thing like that he does that's he's so good at that I don't again well where Lars isn't as good as what he was doing before same thing with Kirk but back then that's what was good about Kirk man were these solos that went places and and that one I think is one it's probably one of his best that he's ever done
0: you guys mentioned earlier that like Lars Ulrich was like the king of like air drum. It makes you want like air drum. Right. Kirk Hammett kind of makes you want an air guitar. Yeah, he's like, air the king. That, yeah, air, yeah, he's kind of particularly same lo- dude. those
4: older solos. I yeah. think for me, too. You know, lot, nowadays he kind of he kind of whittled down his stuff now to kind of wah wah land and whatever. E-minor like he's kind of, of a less less vocabulary going on yeah, in it's his not thing.
2: An e minor,
0: right? <laughs> Kirkwald is cutting promos. All right, That's a a great answer, man. Ride the lightning is a spectacular song, of course, about uh, you know getting electrocuted, and it's it's a great album cover. Um, We were talking about just Matt. You were talking about Chris Jericho, and Ken and I are big Chris Jericho fans.
3: Would you say to me? No, no, right there. Would you say to me? You know what? You know what? You just made the list.
0: They did a top five. They did a, a similar podcast about which album is better, Master or Ride the Lightning? And they went track for track, back and forth with a bunch of guys. It was really interesting. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they included the, the album art. They included the whole thing, which are the best, better records. Pretty neck
4: for neck there, man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Pretty neck for neck. For so you guys sure. can check that on your own time, but Ride the Lightning, spectacular album, spectacular song. Uh, all right. Next up, Mr. Matt Kirkwald. Are you ready for The this? world famous. What is your number three top five Metallica song of all time? Brother.
2: Justice for all
0: Gump, gump. there's a lot more Injustice
2: on this list than I thought it would be that's I, like, I said, like Billy said earlier Master was the record that got him uh, Injustice was the one that really got me I had heard Master before that but I think I was too young to get it and when I when I heard uh, a friend of my friend Aaron Basil would bring his boombox on the bus every day and for months we would listen to Motley Crue and we'd listen to all that kind of stuff and, and, uh, oh, and uh, NWA and stuff like that and he, brought, he brought Injustice For All one day, and it was over. We just memorized that album. And, I, and I'd always wanted to play guitar. That album confirmed it for me. Uh, seeing the video for one confirmed it for me, but Injustice For All is my favorite song on that record. Awesome. i got to ask you something. My bass player, Brian Johnson, is
0: here just hanging out with us tonight, and we're finishing up an album, okay. trying to figure out the bass parts. Of, so that is folkloric known for lack of bass on that album is it as bad as people say it is as far as the bass it's not yeah on, uh, it, yes. yeah it is yes it's i mean bad. it's
4: it's talked about for a reason it's that's it's real there's
0: no
2: bass on it well no, there, there is, is bass it's, it's just, just so
4: pre- way back
2: there's, there's very... enough there's low end on the record that from low to top i think the record is fine I mean, just like the eq
4: of the bass is kind of
2: off there's no presence in the bass at all right. it doesn't cut and get this—you know how they're doing the remastered records and stuff like that? They're not gonna change it. They're not gonna remix it for the remastered collection coming out. Like they're leaving but it exactly the you same. You can go on YouTube. Which I think is good. It it, leave it. Leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't. Don't fuck it up like Dave Mustaine fucked up those first four records by remixing. Did he redo but those? Yeah. He yeah. remixed them, and they're fucking horrible. But
4: if you want to like fantasize, you can get on YouTube. There's guys that cut bass over that record and like and reposted well, it, and like you can imagine it with, like, with real bass. hero has right?
2: the bass stems. And a lot mm. of guys took it and remixed it, and and posted those up. Like so, if you have Guitar Hero, you can actually pull the stems from Guitar Hero. If my grandma's listening, I just learned this. What are
0: bass stems? It's a Pro well, Tools term, right? Well, it's just a well, production stem. Stems. Stems, stems
2: are just submixes of an album. Uh, so you may have like basic. The basic stems of a record would be like if we're doing a metallic record, you have your drum stem, vocal stem. Bass stem, guitar, rhythm guitar stem, lead guitar stem, background vocal stem, and any like extra kind of percussion or whatever is happening. It's sort
4: of a track. It's like it's a digital it's a track. version it's of a, a, track. Track. a sub mix.
2: Yeah. So it's like instead of having four separate rhythm guitar tracks, you bounce all those down to two one full stereo track. And so a lot of guys will walk into mastering sessions with their full mixed tracks and stems in case they gotta fix something, or they use stems to archive a record. So it's like if your tape shit the bed, you're not trying to save you know, three 24-track reels, you're only trying to save the stereo files so you can at least retain the fidelity and not worry about losing everything. Wow.
0: Yeah, right? <laughs> Thank you there, Matt. No, just curious, people wanna know about this stuff, and I've been dealing with that this last time, so the, the bass is that bad just too record. low, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just there. the levels of it. What? Are, Why did they n- t- make... So, with our band, <laughs> I'm sending it to the, the musicians that played on the record. They're kind of bouncing off people. I've even bounced some stuff off you. Why would they make the choice to have the bass that low? Is it because they had... Whoa. During that time, they did hire a new bass player named Jason yes, Newstead. That's a big one. Who was, and, and they had a this Cliff Burton was their bass player. Died in a tragic bus accident. This is not a Monty Python movie. It seriously happened, and they got a bass player right away and continued on recording. And this Newstead, who that's when I got into him, he's a, this a headbanger, enthusiastic fella. Flotsman Jetsam Flotsman yep. jetsam And is it because a new guy or why did they do that?
4: Well, there's the EP that he did that they did and first, and and, and there's bass in there. That's yeah, that's great. Like, it's, it's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But now with this, it's like it's and from what you kind of hear is like the egos of you got James. I want the guitar louder. Here's Lars. I want the drums louder. It almost kind of gets, you they know, eked you. out. I agree. <laughs> and, and whether it is, I, 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 but I why? They're,
0: that's kid. that's legendary stuff there. It's hazing him. After them. 11 years in the band, they called him New Kid. No yeah. respect. <laughs>
2: they give him yeah. zero respect. Right. Oh, man. And I also think, I also wonder too if they did it a little bit as kind of a nod to, to Cliff you know you wonder mm.
0: okay sure turn him, turn him down. yeah Interesting. get him out you might be right there alright number three Mr. Ken Valdez what's number three Metallica song Man, of all time I just keep time. thinking about
3: what y'all are gonna be picking cause like I, I have a yeah I keep thinking about those and I'm just you going there do you go for the kill now or just not you know but uh I'm gonna go with one oh, my Whoa. But I have a
2: feeling.
3: I'm gonna go with one. i my number three. That's weird to say that one is my number three. Yeah, number uh, number three is one. For those What's of you the story behind confused. that song, you know. Um, gosh, uh, it was based off of uh, off of the film. Uh, what was it? Uh, Johnny got his There you Johnny go. God that God. one. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, it's just you got you got that beautiful haunting melody, and then Metallica goes and rips your face off towards the end and then there's all the all the cool you know Mm -hmm. just uh uh, arrangements with especially with the solos that was that was awesome the
2: interlude before they go into the sextuplet drum part is so beautiful yes all those stacked layered parts is just gorgeous i mean it's as good as queen
4: yeah well right or it's it's kind of like stairway to heaven those kind of crescendo songs yes it's really, that's the same kind of model.
2: just yeah. keeps building and building and building, but yeah. man, those, I never could figure those parts out because there's just so many going on. Yes. And then they just drop out to that big E chord and then, it's, and then it's just brutal. And
3: I don't care who, I'm a guitar player and I'm air drumming, you know, yeah. once, once that the right. kick comes on, you know. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. that song. And, you know, and that's like that one tune, I think, at that point in time where, like, the masses started to understand, like these guys are a little different. Right. And you start hearing like that that sing along, you know, end of the tune. Darkness
2: impersonating
3: every, you know. That's it's, so cool. It's just it's an iconic, iconic
2: Metallica song. So that's, that's my number three. That's one the tune that made me want to. That's the tune that solidified playing guitar for me. There you that go. was, wow. it was Over. Oh, good call. The first time they got on the Grammys. <laughs>
0: Was it really? The
2: first James video. Was James it their
0: first video? The yeah. Camera. I love it. <laughs> and that's one thing. So that's when I was getting into him. is that Injustice time when they were starting to James with the cool mustache and stuff. But this is like pre-internet. And what I remember about that video and that song and stuff is that I was such a mark for the band. I just wanted to know what he had. He had athletic tape he'd put on his guitar and write some stuff on it. And that's what I was looking for in the video is what he wrote on his guitar. That's it's right. been so many years just crack them every now I have to look at it and it was can, F U something
2: all I can yeah, remember is eat fuck that's what it was yeah that's yeah. what I remember but I don't know what it meant that's what it was I still don't and then I, I, it introduced me to Jagermeister I, <laughs> I, I,
0: still, think, <laughs> I think he called it
2: like that wonderful after dinner drink yeah it it was, it they and were, were once called alcoholica <laughs> weren't they yeah. oh yeah they are famous for being American. but it still makes I still want a white explorer oh my god that was so cool the White Explorer.
0: But was that still Explorer? Then they did, because uh, Kirk played. Uh,
2: Kirk played, played Jackson's. ESPs. Jacks. ESPs. ESPs. That's what I'm thinking of, mm. ESPs. He even played strats for a long time. He did. Played like a super strat for a long time. Billy, as a drummer, what was Bar- Lars's drum kit?
4: Uh, he's been a Tama guy forever. Tama guy. And just, you know, a really couple different configurations. Either four rack toms up top. Now he's a two rack tom. Two up, two down, we call it. Two rack toms up, two floor down. Super so, cool. Yeah, he's always been a toma, dude. Good Who stuff.
0: Wrote, so when they did those acoustic parts, you're talking about one and stuff like the cool like, uh, and faded black and all that kind of the, that kind of I call it the Andrew Lloyd Webber of like thrash metal. Was James the primary songwriter and all that kind of stuff? I think he, I think I he was. So. It's kind of his deal, and Lars would help out, right? like he's those one two that wrote had, everything. His vision.
2: Mm-hmm. I think Kirk probably helped um, blow those parts out a little bit, Okay, but I think James is a much better guitar player for that kind of... Pl- he's a great rhythm player, but I don't think mm-hmm. he gets credit for his ability to arrange guitar parts because I think he's arranging a lot of that stuff.
0: Okay, my number three... Um, shameful I'm saying this um, I'm a big cover fan I'm, I'm trying to get my stuff in Trying to mm-hmm. like as wrestling fans trying to get my shit in so I'm going to put stuff that you guys probably won't pick and will probably piss on which is fine though um, I love Thin Lizzy I love oh, cover songs sirs, that's a double and, cover and my it's a triple cover it's a, it a classic triple? Irish tune whatever I am not past black Elm. I am not a Metallica guy whatsoever, but this one song it is fun to play, and it got me into the, this great song, this great story. And I like how they, their version of it is really cool. I'm gonna say 1999 off the Garage Inc. I'm gonna say whiskey in the jar. O. <laughs> That's the Irish classic. The Irish classic. Um, that's my number three. Take it. Let, Let's squeeze in number two before we get to our number one episode, okay. our final one. All right. I watch the time. I bet we all I have. have it we
4: could probably bit. just all our say our number one. It's, it's probably the same for all of us. But um, let's just say let's go with ah, number two. So. Number two. I know. I know. So number two. Um, I'm gonna do because like you know my two and three and four they're all kind of interchangeable. You know, kind of mishmash. But Kate, thank you. but hey, we're gonna go. Um, oh,
0: late. It's fine. Thank you to Kate, our bartender here at the beautiful B-Dale yeah. Check Checking lights are good, music is good. We love it, Kate. Thank you so much.
4: All right. My number two, kind of one of the heaviest tunes ever, is uh, The Thing That Should Not Be.
1: God, yo, man, The Thing That Should Not Be. Yeah.
4: Man, Was there, a, was there a bigger chunk uh, chunk 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 It was like the first gent, that was my like the, the genesis of gent. Oh, yeah. Wow.
2: yeah, wow, it's, that's a classic. Those yeah. Lyrics too. Uh, yeah,
4: it kind of didn't get more primordial, deep, soupy. All of this, all of a sudden, like this, you could envision this beast feels, yeah. arising. And the music kind of embodied that really well. That's the so.
2: song whenever I get a little lippy about Metallica and, and think I'm all... That's the song where I get a little lippy about Metallica and I think, oh, fuck those guys, <laughs> you know, and all their amazing writing and playing. I hear that song and I go, oh, yeah, I'm just a piss, pissant when I What hear album is that off song. of? Master. master. You're a master guy. A I am, podcast. You I am. A I'm a
4: ride or... at slash master. Like, wow. that's kind of where it's at. They're, they're kind of...
0: That's really heavy. Part one and two, but, that.
4: yeah. It is. It's, it's some of the heaviest chunk, chunk, chunk that's happening, man, ever. For the, at that day, you know, it really was like...
2: They don't play straight up power... I mean, they, they play, like, power four chords, not fifths and stuff like that. So yeah. they're, they're doing, like... Yep. It, it's, it's, and it's, Mustaine it's, kind of those chords. Mustaine does that a lot, too, but Metallica makes them heavier. Yep. It, it's, it's like, uh, if you ever listen to a band called Obituary, they play, like... Uh, inverted power chords, so it's like the power is not, the root is in the it's second the note, not the first note. Fifth is in the low note. All so, of their chords? A lot of them. And so a lot of what's happening is like, you. instead of playing a B E chord, you drop that down to the B note with an open, or you you drop like a, Anyways, you, you can invert it and make it sound a fifth down from what it actually is. Like if the bass player plays what the, the second note of the chord is, and you're playing... That inversion, you can get away with all kinds of weird heaviness. And Metallica did that, I think, for the first time on that record. Another band does it all the time, with Soundgarden. And you make mm-hmm. you sound heavier and detuned before you actually are. So Whoa. it's like, especially uh, uh, the thing that should not be, that song sounds detuned, but they're still in standard. Gotta What's die. the song about? It's about Cthulhu, I believe. It's right, a, it's, it's a comedy, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Lovecraft song. It's a very Lovecraft. song. I gotta give it up oh, for the it guitar, guitar solo writers. It's so good.
3: The first taste of wah. Yeah. You know that was. It
2: that was, was it was okay big, back you know? then.
3: Yeah. Not every song.
2: It,
4: it, it wasn't in like a noty solo no. either. It was really no, kind of a lot of abandon like, to it. Part, it sounded the, really wild. The first,
3: where, like, yeah. where it did get a little noty right up top. Yeah. But it had that wah that was just like. Yep. That was the coolest. Wang
4: Barwa was stuff going on. Yep.
0: Man. Yep. Yep. That's a good pick there, Kirk Wald. Hell yeah, man. Alright, moving on down the line. Number two, the Soul Renegade. I don't From think Santa i Santa Fe. Oh no, man.
2: Nope. I tw- he picked it. I didn't say Santa. That was my pick. So it's, uh, it's your, so he's a pick. Would, I didn't. I was just I was just in such oh, a grievance. He took yeah, off. I just thought it was such a good song. Oh Jesus. Okay. Well you already said damage too, right? Did you say damage? No, damage incorporated. Yeah, Mr. Oh, Matt Kirkwall's yeah. number two that's, that's is damage. Damage incorporated. incorporated. Good one. It's the end of at the end of Those bookends. Those
4: bookends. Thrashers, man.
2: That's oh. it. That was that's uh yeah. Like, literally makes fucking hair start to raise up. That song is so fucking heavy. Just Cardinal Culpia is kind of helpful with that too. Yeah. I'm just Absolutely. a little silly here. Good like, call.
0: Yeah. That's yep. a great pick, man. It should be there. Alright, damage incorporated. What's your number two, Mr. Ken Valdez? Creeping death. Oh. Oh,
3: creeping death. oh, creeping death! creeping death! I think, I think that that's that there's nothing like being in a massive crowd of sixty thousand people. Oh, yeah. Right. All like chanting, die.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm
3: saying? There's just yeah. he captured it. There's yep. just, th- there, that's there. Is that your most? M- is, is that that kill
2: your mom music? Yeah,
3: exactly. Well, as a matter of fact, it is. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean that that song to me is is again just like that almost embodiment, if you will, of Metallica. Yeah, you're right. It's just like pissed off, angry, and you know talking about. Death.
2: And that melody Come on in the end is so good.
3: Yes, yeah. And again, cool guitars. It's just I, I, I love it. I love it. And they still play it to this day. And that so, riff is iconic as fuck. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I listen to that in the springtime right now, because of Creeping Death, is like a like version of the Ten Commandments movie with like Vincent Price and Charlton Heston. Yeah. And so I think of that every spring, like at Easter time. Yeah, Creeping Death is like, what do they call that, though? The Passover. Yeah, it's a famous Easter kind of tradition thing. And so, uh, yeah, what a great song. I forgot about the die part. Die. die. Matt and I were earlier talking about the acoustic scene in the Twin Cities, and I think we need more bars. We can get the crowd to chant, die, in the middle of a song. I've had them chant
2: that, but not with me. It was more like (laughs) happy. I love it.
0: My number two. I'm gonna go with because I'm very strong on my number one. Uh, my number two. Mr. Brian Johnson said this last week in the best Metallica song ever written, the most popular Metallica song of all time from released in July thirtieth, nineteen ninety
2: one.
0: Oh yeah. Of Metallica. Metallica. Every football game, every wrestling thing there ever's happened. One of the greatest riffs of all time. Apparently Kirk came up with this riff. Lars of course took credit, carved it up and made it what it is. I'm going to say, enter Sandman.
4: Glad you guys are getting more of the popular stuff. Yeah, on the this list. that's is, not well, this that is ain't that ain't on yeah, my I list. Have so to, I have to do that. Suzanne, my number you know? one is now yeah. Dark Horse. You got to represent. Yeah, I'm going way Dark Horse now. There okay,
0: you. all right. So thank you guys for tuning in to the Mark Sterling Music Podcast, the Top Five Metallica Songs of All Time, with our celebrity guest panel of Mr. Billy Thomas of Hairball, Mr. Matt Kirkwald of Antiverse slash all the other crazy stuff you've done. You've done. Uh, so, did, uh, quick question. Did mm. I, I t- texted that. Did you seriously write Stanley Steamer? You wrote that? Yeah. Wow. Well,
2: I, oh, no, I didn't write the jingle. That jingle's been around for 100 years. I wrote that music for that one that I sent you. Yeah.
0: With the D. Snyder and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, that I did is, the one is so with cool, Snyder. man. That's so cool. And uh, did you guys both play in and Club together? Yeah, we played in a oh, few yeah. bands together.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah we go back.
0: It's Super nice to meet you, Billy. I mean, there's so many people are my dad's. Great to have you on. Thank you all you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm no, happy to be Thank here. Thank you for having and, uh, us. And Mr. Ken Valdez, a great. Uh, i just glad blues to finally guy, hang with Ken. Oh, Ken's great. Me? I love you guys. Ken can cut. Ken flicking us all blues off. Blues rocker. <laughs> <laughs> rocker. Ken is awesome. New, new album called Soul Renegade spin on. Thank you to our judge, Mr. Dan Fink. Of course, Mr. Brian Johnson for the help of the mics. Please tune in next week for part three. Okay, let's see right now. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Stary Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday. If not before on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places, podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit Patreon.com forward slash Mark Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It can be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time.